1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: Uh, Did you
3: have a good iCast?
4: Yeah, iCast was great. Um... When did you get in? I Wednesday or Thursday Wednesday night so okay I so you did like Wednesday the Thursday thing a bunch of people and then Thursday Friday
3: okay yeah it
4: was cool. really lovely um mm-hmm. I haven't been to ICAST in like four or five years right and so last time I was there, I was like 21, 22 years old. And it was just really fun. So long ago. Uh, so long ago. <laughs> no, but it was. Like, so much life has happened and, and yeah. for everyone. And it was just a really nice reunion. I felt like I was just with, like, dear old family. Like, I, why well, go to a high school reunion what, when you can go to high That was, about five years ago?
1: 21? And, yeah.
2: I'm
3: so jealous.
4: I know. I know. I'm still like, whoa, how do you drink this Papa's Pilar? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Was Fish for Change set up there? <laughs>
4: um, no, we were not. But I worked with the yeah. PIO a lot during COVID period. Mm-hmm. Um, still have a strong connection with them. Very so, cool. But I was, of course, Fish for Change is always, I can't help it. Always, mm-hmm. always pitching it.
3: <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> Never know who you're going to meet. What's going to happen? Right. So. We're,
3: we're from the same hometown though, right? Yes, we are. Okay. Coral Springs, Florida. Coral Springs, Florida, but you Town
4: fight.
2: of only
3: us <laughs> and a few others. <laughs> and Fatboy Sushi. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, apparently. There is a movie theater.
3: <laughs> there is, well, yeah, I don't know. They're kind of blowing up the town a little bit right now, but yeah. it's good and bad, I guess. I don't know. So, but you are now- Based out of Colorado okay. Yes
4: I am now in Carbondale, Colorado Okay What found and you out there? pretty much A total 180 From everything I call home I mm-hmm. don't know how I really ended up there Or began to do.
3: How did you end up there though? Because um, I... you went to Florida State Yeah right? So
4: grew up w- in the
3: Another Florida room full of Seminoles st- Are in you case- a Seminole as well? Well yeah, my heart. I went to Ringling But I am a Seminole I grew up a Seminole That's all that matters So it's and like Yeah but I could tell you one. Actually I'll tell you A lot of my I spent a lot of time In Tallahassee Mm-hmm actually while i was at wriggling and even like years beyond like i had friends going up there and like i would actually go to class
2: really well did you learn anything good no (laughs) i would just sit
3: there and draw i would draw like pictures like and then people would look at me like you are in like pre-calculus right now or like you're in like calculus whatever
4: good environment to doodle in
3: yeah and and i would just go like my buddy ian's like hey i gotta go to class real quick like after we partied all night it's like we were out he's like okay let's just go to class real quick on our way home (laughs) and i'm like okay so i just went to class and i just like I remember we were one. Where I was drawing like a Scooby Doo that was like on the back of like the shirt in front of me. I was like, you know, just drawing and like people are like kept on looking at me, like, "What's this guy doing?" You know, just drawing Scooby Doo in the middle of this calculus class. Being but, Being yeah, much anyway.
4: more productive than everyone else that were actually learning yeah. calculus. Yeah,
3: probably. Yeah,
2: definitely. But no, we're, we're Seminole um, at heart. So
4: Seminole at heart. Yeah, grew up in South Florida, went to Florida State.
2: hmm and, and you then found yourself in Colorado.
4: Found myself in Colorado at this present moment. Yeah.
3: You grew up an angler.
4: And put yes, I did. Yeah. So I grew up fishing with my dad since I was really young. And so
3: like what, I mean, because you're primarily like the fly fisher. Now, yeah, but right, right.
2: in
4: my childhood, I had, it was so, I mean, Florida kids, like you just, yeah. you're surrounded by so much different type of water and so many different types of people. Right. So there was a lot of just like opportunity in the environment to mm-hmm. dig into a lot of different spaces. So I was definitely never really obsessed with one i just loved being on the water and right spent time across like, well i think that's the unique a thing about growing up down here it's yeah. like
3: you know this you're exposed to so many different types of you know what i mean fishing and just water sports in yeah. general we and like being it,
4: underwater as much as we like being on it yep. like it's just a really 100%. nice place to grow up and give you that exposure now i'm surrounded by these trout things right and uh
3: you like trout fishing
4: um I like sight
3: fishing. So <laughs> <Nick's> over are <there laughs> like, no. Not even, no,
4: okay. I like sight fishing. Okay, so the whole, I like, like
3: sight fishing. Triple,
4: so. triple nymph rig mm-hmm. under an indicator and waiting for your bobber to drop thing, and then also the, not being like the bow of a skiff where there's a tree behind you you could potentially snag and have your entire tri- triple nymph rig get destroyed in a matter of seconds. Doesn't do it for me. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, some tantrums are involved. I actually usually spend most of my time sitting on the riverbank bank building. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferry forts, I call them, like cabins out of sticks. Uh, really? Yeah, it's really fun see. There's an artist in all of it. That's us. what you're um, into. It's,
3: Yeah, that's the, the creative <laughs> question, right? Uh-huh,
4: exactly. Uh, there is an artist in all of it. I was catching trout on dry flies about 72 hours ago, and I was dancing and screaming like a little kid. So I do like okay. the whole
2: <laughs> I like trout fishing. There, there's... It's
4: really special.
3: <laughs> Listen, I love trout fishing. There's a certain romanticism romanticism to the whole thing mm-hmm. um there's like a poetry so to speak where of the patience of you know reading everything correctly and doing everything correctly and just just waiting and you know what i mean doing the method and having the timing and everything like that when you actually convert on a fish it's very difficult to catch you know there's a certain joy to that yeah you know so
4: and spending time with one fish it's so different than yeah. fishing you've got this like five second window versus like really methodically going through the process to catch that one fish in that one spot yeah even, like Spend as long as you want with, really, and it's not going to go anywhere. Um, I mean,
3: my my favorite movie slash book of all time. I mean, well, not my second favorite book. I mean, my first favorite book of all time would be Old Man in the Sea. But uh, the second one would be unequivocally River Runs Through It. So anytime I hear about fishing out in anywhere like you know Wyoming, Montana, would should be in Wyoming soon, and, <laughs> um, and and Colorado and stuff like that. Like kind of takes me back to that whole like romantic era, Norman Maclean and so it's always cool to have someone in that has some perspective on that because we do so much focus here on offshore and kite fishing and or even just like the inshore stuff is obviously mainly tarpon and stuff yeah. and, all, and all that kind of stuff so it's nice to have someone in here with a little bit of influence beyond that not good Be- in
4: any of them just you know yeah many trades
3: i watched a bunch of video years Earlier, before you came on, so I would kind of disagree with the good of any of them. And but,
4: yeah. I love them all. I yeah. get, I turn into it's all that a matters. little kid always. It's yeah. all that matters. Passion part there, strong.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. But I like it out west a lot. It's definitely a different culture, mm-hmm. slower pace of life. It's a small community, so everyone kind of just like has each other's backs. And yeah, most of our time spent outside, do a lot of fresh air breathing in Colorado. Okay, love yeah um yeah but even i mean being at icast these past few days i was you know like 2 a.m icast one night and i'm looking around at all these friends i haven't seen in one year too many and i got emotional and i was like damn i think i need to move back here i love this community oh my gosh i mean the florida fishing community is like no other it's like no other but then i drove here and got stuck in traffic and i realized colorado's home
3: Mm Yeah. So down, especially down here, it's, it's really getting kind of crazy uh-huh. with, with, the, with the congestion and the amount of people and, you know, it gets frustrating sometimes, but it's still home.
4: Everyone's coming here for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> level of water access is everything.
3: Yep. hundred yeah. percent.
4: So what's your like timeline story? So you go,
3: My really timeline story. I love
4: meeting people where yep. you know nothing and you're just like, Oh my gosh, there's so many years to catch up on. Don't give me any of the details. We don't have time for that. But what are our like big pivot don't points? Don't
3: give me any of the details. We don't have time for that. All right, cool. So, um I always say that like we're we're meeting technically for the second time, but we yes. met the other day at iCast for like 30 seconds. It seemed like, right? Cuz you were like in and out like too quickly. I'm like, "No, oh, don't go." But <laughs> there
4: was a line of like 10 people that wanted to sign copy of his prints. It was
3: yeah it was it was busy it was, it was busy. It was cool but was nick really here cool. like speaks the world of you and he's like, oh, we gotta have heather on we gotta have heather on i'm like all right cool bring her on right and then i started My researching hype you yeah he's your hype man, hey. right man <laughs> and then i started researching you know, i'm like absolutely incredible yeah for sure bring her on and i started researching fish for change and absolutely incredible organization and i saw a lot of like parallels in emotion and theory to connected by water and what we stand behind and the things that we're into like community Family, education, coastal restoration, and that's definitely what Fish for Change is all about, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, how did you get in line with that? Like, what tell me the genesis yeah. of this?
4: I love it. I love what you just said. There's like all of us kind of are doing things with the exact same goal. There's just so many different right. angles you can take, and we're doing that. So, um, basically, two favorite things in life have always been fly fishing and sleepaway camp. I am okay. obsessed with you camp, ever go to sea camp? And I have, yeah. Were you a ski camp kid? Tw- twice. Really? Yep. And how did it change your life?
3: Uh, Very <laughs> profoundly, actually. Um, it was one of the greatest childhood memories I've ever had. and It was one of my greatest high school memories I've ever had. So I went once in like the sixth grade and then once in like when I was like a junior in high school. And both both times I went were completely different
2: because
3: mm-hmm. um, you look at it differently when you're a kid. And then it was like going back as a high school student was really... Like impactful, especially because, you know, you had that dry run when you were a kid and you're like, wow, I didn't really appreciate it then as much as I did in high school. Mm-hmm. And just that week of being together with everyone who was into it too and, you know, and learning everything that you learned and, you know, getting in the lab and after, you know, and picking everything apart and them educating you on what was what. It was like, yeah. you know, not only just an educational experience, but I think it brought me closer to Florida in general, you know, which is really important. So I'm trying to still that my kids now. Mm-hmm. you know and would, like teach them like no it's not just you know the florida you see on the surface and the concrete roads and the congestion and the traffic there's like a lot of value to where we're at so a lot of value yeah, yeah.
4: and a lot of that forms just through like that yeah experiential education mm-hmm. creating community with kids that just like all love it too it's really special you don't find that often 100 percent. so yeah i just i went to sleepaway camp growing up i was the last kid off the mountain on the last day of camp every year my parents had to drag me off until i got 14 and they said Heather you can't go back you're too old now and I said no but I never went back because they were the boss and then I was in high school and I worked at IGFA's fishing camp every summer of high school fell in love with that setting too (laughs) got to college my college internship was running the youth program at Tropic Star Lodge in Panama every summer Really, and yeah so I I actually got to see that
3: makes me really jealous because I was supposed to go down with Mike this year and I'm not going to be able to make it Yeah.
4: have you been down there before? no not yet this is
3: going to be my first time down there
4: I really uh, I know. <laughs> make that thing happen when the I time know. is right because it is such a special place. I yeah. got to actually see uh, my old bosses from Tropic Star for the first time in five years at ICAST. And we mm-hmm. like body slammed each other to the ground. We were so excited. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's That's really cool. special. Um, but yeah, so I worked in Panama every summer with the youth program there. So my whole life kind of just followed in suit of like fly fishing, youth education in some capacity. Um, I think that went into one, I just like the camp environment. It's so you show up a stranger to everyone, you show up a stranger to the place and the space and all the things going on and you get to just like make what you want of it. And Mm -hmm. there's something special to be said about that, especially as a young person when you're used to being like under your parents watchful eyes and you've got that persona you show up as, and then you have that freedom to just like run wild and, and explore, you know? Um, And challenge your comfort zones Mm -hmm. and and dive into a location you can be confident in something new. And so I've always just like absolutely adored camp. I thought it was just like a really good way to bring people together from all over. Um, And then especially like as a teenager, oh my gosh, most teenagers, you're 15 years old and you have one view of reality. And it's probably your high school, your hometown, your little bubble that you're living in. Right. Every year, you get a little older. You meet a few new people. You go a few new places, and then your like perception changes. You become more empathetic because you see all these new ways of living. And like, usually you don't get that till post grad. You know, after you get out of the school system, you finally get to start seeing like how can life be lived? How can I be human? How can I participate in this world around us? Um, but if you get to go to camp, which is a very lucky blessing, mm-hmm. you get to start seeing all that stuff early. You get to start having your perspective flip and switch a little early on. So. Just really special place, um, and so right after I graduated college, well, actually a month before, I met Steve Brown, who's the owner of Flyfish Guanaja down in Honduras, mm-hmm. and he was just all hyped up on this fish for change thing. He's like, "I've got these high school kids; they all come down to Guanaja, Honduras." Which mm-hmm.
3: they... so I watched that video this morning. You did? Oh, the, which yeah, one? Did the, the one watched? that's on the site, the Guanaja. Okay. Yeah, the that main... was yeah, it was great. So it was eye opening. Yeah, it's a yeah. great
4: little five minute capture of like yep. the whole entire process. You know. Um, At least that detail of it, it's so so hard to describe. Um, But he invited me down for the summer. We were just so in line with our values and why fishing is important to us and Mm -hmm. why youth education means so much. Um, And I went down there and I ended up canceling my return flight, staying for a few months, falling absolutely in love with Guanaja. It's basically Guanaja is a Bay Island off Honduras. Mm -hmm. It's 12 miles east of Roatan. Rotan has an international airport and cruise ships that pass through. Guanaja has fly fish Guanaja, The tourism there does not exist. Right. <laughs> um, it be- so, sounds beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's towering mountains meeting these beautiful reef flats. The locals all speak English. Very similar to Belize was a British run colony. So it's cool too. Cause for the travel component, you're not like fighting for the words to say please. And thank you. You're digging into why people tick and actually get to connect with people on a really deep level. Um, so I went down there that summer, and I've traveled a decent bit, and Guanaja is one of those places where I would never get on a I – I had someone ask me once, he goes, if you could go somewhere new every single year for the rest of your life or go to Guanaja every year but you can't go anywhere else, what would you choose? And for a curious young lady <laughs> – I would choose Gunaha. Really? It is it. it really? It is my heaven, favorite place in the world, second home, See, just from meeting family. you, like, because
3: we, I, I, we, I don't know if I, did I already say this on the episode? I love meeting people for the first time on the show. So fun. It's, it's, a, that's.
4: We don't know anything about each other. Nothing. We have so not, much research to do. Not a, a damn do. thing, right? <laughs> not a damn thing.
3: But it's cool as shit because, you know, everything's fresh. The reactions are fresh. It's like the responses mm-hmm. are all fresh and it's very cool. So It's one. this. I'm very surprised because. You don't take me as someone that is willing to just settle for one place forever. I
4: don't take me as that either, and yeah. I refuse to. But Guanaja is different.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
4: I'm just saying. Gwinola, so I'm sold. Like, I'm sold. is the exception. But like, sell me more. Yeah. Um. It is the exception. So our fish for change program started there.
3: Okay. In so that's ground zero of the fish ground for change. ground zero. That okay. is where it
4: was all built out and it's the perfect place to do it. Because
3: I looked on on the site it says all right, Mexico, Bahamas, your programs in Marsh, and you got
4: mm-hmm.
3: programs in Colorado and Costa Rica and but Good research, yeah. yeah absolutely. Those are our five. For sure. <laughs> no, it's important because I mean this is like this what you're talking about with Fish for Change. Like to me that's like the marrow of life that this this is what I'm all about. Like, this is what I love hearing about. I love hearing stories like this. I love finding out like how this came to be because the world needs more of this kind of stuff. Um, And, you know, I went through and I did the motions. I was really blown away by everything that I found on the site and then on your profiles and everything like that. So Thank you. And it's really, it's really, really important. And I got even more excited to bring you (laughs) on. I'm like, this is going to be great. But tell me more about... Like, why this place and how is it found and, like, what? Like, with Steve and everything like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, you know.
4: Uh, Steve backpacked Central America and ran into it. And okay. And the people there called Permit Pumpa Jacks. They didn't, really? he didn't even realize there were a permit there. They're like, yeah, there are these fish called Pumpa Jack. That's how they say it. Pumpa Jack. It's so fun. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I love saying it. Pump-a-jack. And so, um, and when he discovered it, he completely fell in love, created a fishing lodge out of it, um, and then started bringing in his family friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I went down and saw the whole program, I was like really, really blown away. So the town we're in is called mangrove bite. It's a 500 person fishing town. Everyone's cousins. Like if they want to date, they have to go to the mainland. Come on, everyone is blood. Really? It's one of those places too, where when you show up, you feel like you're blood too. Like you get, it is, there's so much love. And it's so welcoming, so safe, so special. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'm fr- I'm a week out of Guanaja right now, so I'm still on really my, like, tingling Guanaja. Can I go with you next time you go? High. And yeah, come on down. I'm a big serious. I'm not kidding. It's exhausting. I need a nap. Really? <laughs> and it's so special. Um, and so when it comes to understanding a new culture in space, it's the perfect intro location. Mm-hmm. Um, our programs are super dynamic, so they're basically it's it, it's all kind of founded in like fish for change is. High school, college, fly fishing, sleepaway camp of sorts, right? Okay. We take over a fishing lodge with teenagers for the week. While they're there, they have a chance to meet other like-minded individuals that are obsessed with the so sport. So it's a teenage program. Teen, yeah, high school, college, so it's okay, up to twenty-two. Um so I'm out but yeah i'm sorry you can't be a camper i'm actually con- considering at this point no, starting to pivot into more adult trips as well just because okay. the demand is there um but basically there's fly fishing education and then we team up with local conservation groups so we'll do environmental projects whether that be reef restoration mangrove restoration um and then on the cultural exchange component that's my favorite part mm-hmm. it's one of those things too i feel like with In the fishing space, it's like, okay, you just flew to the other side of the world and you went to go catch your grander Marlin or you went to go catch your permit on fly. But the whole package is inclusive, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're showing up at this lodge. You're not leaving this lodge. You're getting on the boat each day. Your extent to real like immersion in the community is talking to your guide for eight hours on the boat, but you're only seeing him at work. Then he goes home. You go home. You do your little happy hour deal. Probably pass out. Do it again. You leave and you're like, damn, that water was cool. What was the land like? What was the community like? What was that space like? And so Fish for Change is just really cool because on the community component,
2: Mm -hmm.
4: we've got all of the guides kids are participating in our programs, which is really special. We have local scholarship projects. We do scavenger hunts through town. We'll do, we cook traditional dishes. Yeah. Go into the guides' homes this year. We did it for the first time. We did homestays. So each week we stayed at the guides' homes with families. And so there's so many more layers to it. You're not just seeing that nine to five anymore. Now you're seeing the full 24 Mm seven. And so for a teenager who, for one, meeting someone from another state's a big deal, now there's this like 15 year old kid from Miami, Florida, living with this 15 year old kid from Guanaja, Honduras, who lives in a little stilt house over the water and hand lines for dinner and their lives look so different, but at the end of the day they're so similar and fishing mm-hmm. is their big commonality that bridges that gap. They're now roommates for a week. They're now bonding in a place over their shared love for the sport. So talk about connected by water
2: I love that.
4: <laughs> it's really cool. It's special. And then Just in like that experiential education model, every day is really filled with activities along all those pillars. But at night, we all come together and we reflect and we read and we write. We discuss our days and we have time to just like take it all in because it's a lot. Like seven days in that context feels like seven months. It is just. Yeah, right. You know, when it's crazy when you travel, how it makes your normal days feel like they're really short
3: well they say that that's i don't know who said it but someone once said it that the cure the cure for all racism and a cultural appropriation is traveling yeah because you really start getting the perspective and seeing how other people live and maybe you appreciate more of what you got here or, or whatever their perspective is but it really does help it humanizes pers- everyone. yeah it humanizes everyone exactly right you you can- know, we always say it's like um and that was another reason why i wanted to bring up the colorado thing is because we when we say we do so much local conversation here it's like you know, connected by water is a theory that transcends all that, mm-hmm. right? It's like you're in Colorado, we're connected by water. And mm-hmm. right? no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we're all connected by water. It's what yep. we say. And this is like a global thing. And, you know, speaking to what you're talking about, like really brings that home and drives that home for us here too, because it's something that we really, really, really believe in. Definitely. And it's it's something that I think is so important Um, to not only just, you know, us as human beings and a human race, but how much influence our sport can have. On the world, right, and not even just our sport is fishing, but like all the different nuances that come under fishing, whether it's fly fishing or big game fishing or bass fishing, freshwater, you know, and it also could go paddleboarding or or surfing or whatever. Like everyone who experiences that love for the passion of the sea, because there was a connection, there's a bond to it. Definitely, right? it's really what makes us human. Mm-hmm. You know.
4: Passions are purpose. 100%.
3: <laughs> you know, one of the things you're talking about, um, you know, the Honduras stuff, and um, and that's amazing to find that out. But one thing I was really curious about when I was reading up on you a little bit was the Marsh Harbor aspect of it. And you're giving some education to these kids right now about hurricane restoration Mm-hmm. And can you elaborate a little bit on that?
4: Yeah, definitely. So that actually is cool because it goes in line with Guanaja because a lot of what we do there um, is mangrove restoration mm-hmm. in Guanaja after Hurricane Mitch, which hit 20 years ago went yeah. out the whole island. So it's hitting Abaco, very similar theme, just mm-hmm. two decades down the road. Yeah. Um, so you're seeing kind of the front end of it all. Uh, but in our Abaco program, we've teamed up with Bonefish Tarpon Trust and okay. the environment. Great organization. And yeah. And yep. so it's one of those things, too. So is our...
3: Meng. Those guys are great. Oh, they're all yeah.
4: wonderful human beings. Yep. Up to really good stuff. Um, I really love and respect every one of those groups deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things with our programs where it's like we have seven days in this place. We don't have 365. So when it comes to our conservation components, we're able mm-hmm. to kind of feed off of the ongoing projects that are already there. And yeah. give level one. Which is exposure and education. Yeah. We're not going to be able to hands on, be actively working on it year round, but we are going to be able to feed off of the organizations that are doing that hard work year round, which are BTT, Friends of the Environment, MANG, all of that, mm-hmm. learn from them and teach our student body and give them a chance to take it in, understand it's something they could do with their life and spread the word. Yeah. And so that's pretty much where it's at there. Um, and, it's it's really special to be a part of
3: yeah that's so cool i mean i mean marsh harbor is obviously a place that's near and dear to our hearts you know being yeah. obviously being so close next but door neighbors next door neighbors and just being there um so often you know it's, it's where i caught my bonefish on fly or first bonefish on fly was Sweet. there and, and everything so it's like you know going over i was the artist for the custom shootout like a handful mm-hmm. of times and you know just going over there with Skip Smith tournaments and whatnot so it's like when that hurricane hit, it was just very tough for all of us to deal with because it's, it's kind of like your backyard. Right. And so it's like, you know, it's nice to hear that, you know, there's ongoing efforts that are really, you know, happening to not only just provide for the people over there, but just to educate people yep. on, you know, what's still needed and, you know, what can happen again, you know, and it could happen again this summer, you know, which is a very scary thought, but, it's so scary, you know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's it's an ongoing thing. If you look at the coastline and the way we're formed, it's like this is not the first hurricane that's no, come. We're you know what I mean? <laughs> it's literally formed our coastline and the way our coastline looks. You know, it's obvious. But yeah, so I mean, it's nice to hear that you guys are supporting that in full effort. Definitely. And it's nice to hear that Bonefish Tarpon Trust and Megan and all those guys are getting involved too. So we're doing a, a similar program here. Um, not similar program, but in with the mangrove restoration with Starbright and who we're awesome. working with um to where we're nominating a do-gooder every week's hashtag do-gooder and you know we're working with them to nominate people that just are like good stewards of the environment and you know doing what they can in their local community to coastal restoration or beach cleanups or maybe going a little bit above beyond that um so you know it, it's nice to see that that is gaining momentum like all over the place, all
4: over the place. Yeah. It's taking over in the best way possible. It's so awesome. 100%. 100%. <laughs>
3: it's
4: the only way to do it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that goes back to just like how, thank you, bartender, Nick, um, bartender, Nick, bartender, Nick, double trouble. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, no, but that just goes back also to just like the basic level passion and exposure. It's mm-hmm. just so many things. And it's like, so many I things. went, I remember right after I graduated, I went through this little like intro to adult world crisis of, i uh, spent so my whole life fishing, Mm-hmm. But I don't understand the point of it. Like all I'm doing, and what I'm, what's making me happy right now is putting these weird little feathers in front of a fish's face, sticking them, reeling them in, and then I'm like, "Yeah, my ego is justified. Let's go!" Mm-hmm. Like, come on, that's so stupid. And yep, it's so stupid. Um, and I really just didn't get it, and that's why when I found out about fish for change and all these other layers to it, and it's like, wait, 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 wait. But because I fly fish, I have the best group of friends on the planet. Because I fly fish. I've seen a lot of the world because I've seen a lot of the world. I've cared a lot about the world because I fly fish. I'm exposed to the environment, therefore I want to protect it. Like it's just it's a stepping stone. Right. That intro to fishing is step one, and Thanks. then it takes you on all these. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it takes you on all these Cheers. other layers. Cheers. Fun not catching up, getting to know you.
3: <laughs> it always amazes me. You know, I have to stop and look back on it every now and then, and just from the thirty thousand foot view and just right. like look at the fishing industry as a whole and ask myself like how we're just fishing right just what didn't... is it about <laughs> fresh out of
4: eye like Whoa.
3: seriously fresh out of eye especially <laughs> right like what what built this beast there's so much conservation tied to it which is great but you know what is it like i guess i was watching a show on waypoint tv last night and i saw like these kids just like walking around town With their GoPro (laughs) straps like still on. And I'm just like, guys, you can take it off now. You know, but there's so many people that see a path like to make a living like in these spaces. And some I think, well, some I know are doing it better than others. Mm -hmm. And when I say doing it better, like with more authenticity and more meaning. Yes. Right. And in a more genuine way and some are not and that's okay I'm not knocking anybody right there's a path for that too and right. people eat that up and whether that's sustainable or not is another question but I think what is sustainable um, is caring about you know conservation and the environment and just you know, and being there for the land and the water and you know it's good that you take that perspective and you act within that space appropriately um, but I always question I'm like, what is it about fishing that just makes everyone like takes this space and makes it like a business mm-hmm. or makes it like this whole big thing. It's like is fishing itself not enough? But maybe people just have so much passion for it that they feel like they want to live in the space forever. It's because I mean,
4: everyone that fishes is not gonna be good at responding to email, so they need to find a backup. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's good, good. Trust one. me, I try emailing them. Um <laughs> Yeah. It is pretty wild, and it's such a. Oh, I mean, it's lucky why I pay fish for too. a living.
3: I'm like, I just wanted to do this, this right? forever. I know. Right?
4: I recently, you know, with inflation stuff, thought about getting a real job, as they call it, just to you know make, mm. like you know, not not be so stressed. And then I realized that I can't do that. That's the world's <laughs> biggest joke ever. Like, ah, uh, yeah. And we're so lucky. It takes bravery, though, also to like. Actually pursue your passion as your career. It takes
3: a huge amount of bravery. Yeah, yeah. The people that are doing it
4: are pretty damn fearless.
3: Mm -hmm. Especially, um, especially for those that are tied to other obligations like family and Mm -hmm. being a breadwinner and a provider and stuff like that, it could be very scary. I speak from experience on that one.
4: Totally,
3: it could be a very, very scary moment.
4: Wait, so what's your your trajectory with, uh, ah,
3: so damn it she wants to talk I need about to me know. again i need to know she <laughs> wants to talk about me again. do the people
4: no? know already should i wait till after and then people start? know what about like who you are My i'm people? assuming now that you're on episode 130 something
3: um i don't know the, what do they know no no like one should i interview me. you post podcast right, interv- or do you no, want to interview be me now? interview me yes. go ahead all right go all right ahead. you have the floor
4: let's get to know this all right, guy heather has the floor all right. So did you, did
3: you prepare yourself a list of questions?
4: I did not whatsoever. Good. But I think we can rapid fire. All right, rapid
2: fire. <laughs> All right. So you're, ske-
4: you're sketching at FSU lecture halls. You break into class you shouldn't even be in, and you're sketching these drawings, mm-hmm.
3: right?
4: So I'm assuming this has been part of you for a very, very long time. As long as I can remember. What's your like post grad? What's, what's step one?
3: So I went. I took a job interview on a whim. Okay. And I really thought it would be cool to work in a music business, and ended up there for seventeen years.
4: Whoa! Mm-hmm. Are you a musician yourself?
3: Uh, I'm a frustrated musician.
4: Okay.
3: So meaning I like play heavy metal, I, or what? I play guitar, and I'm, no, no, this <laughs> is It's like I'm not good enough to ever do anything with it. But um, no, I play guitar and harmonica and I have a good time and and all that. But you know, it's never nothing. I always just pursued the visual arts and never really put all my right. energy there. So um, so yeah so. But I just took that job, and I've never stopped painting fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably have told this story on the podcast before. Was um, you know my whole life I painted fish ever since I was a little kid. The first ever art gallery I was ever in—I was 17 years old. I was still at Gibbons in high school. Was in the building right behind us, <laughs> right? So this, odd. So and I got my um, when we put the artwork on the bridge. so... Bridge right behind us
4: is your paintings on it,
3: yeah. Like the whole, all the whole entire bridge is wrapped on the intercoaster with no way. If I just
4: like walk out there, yeah, we'll go after, we'll go after, take a look. Sweet. Um, what's the bridge called? Just so the people know,
3: Atlantic Harmony,
4: Atlantic Harmony. Take a nice drive, yep
3: (laughs) take a nice drive to the Atlantic Harmony Bridge by artist (laughs) Dennis Real. Um, so yeah, so we figured, oh, then we had a spot open here. Like you know, we were in Coral Springs when we first opened the studio. Uh When I quit my day job, what like nine years ago, something like that um you know we just opened up his dentist for Lar studios we call it dvas uh, for short and um we had a great time and then harris came in this is the cliff notes version of it my business partner came in we just decided to start a brand new company we had the podcast idea kick in, and we wanted the name of the podcast connected by water best name ever and thank you very much mm-hmm. and um we're like well you know let's just name the whole name company that because we love it so much and then that's how we ended up here. I can't remember the original question, but
4: That is what yeah, I wanted spark out on your life. Yeah, so that's so that's it. <laughs>
3: so, so that that's the evolution of, of of all that. But um yeah, so we got so busy when I was I loved working in the music business. I really did. Mm-hmm. I mean it was a kick ass job. Like I was a creative director, I had like seventeen employees in my department and it was a billion dollar company. We worked directly with like Universal and Sony and Warner Brothers and all that we were responsible for like doing advertising campaigns like into like Best Buy and Target and like major stuff so it was really it was really a cool job it was a very very tough job to leave all the free concert tickets you could ever want like I've seen every show Um, you know I've been backstage with some you know very famous artists and doing very illegal things mm-hmm. and whatever it was a lot of fun Beep. right and um <laughs> not very illegal but slightly like somewhat, le- yeah. slightly somewhat somewhat legal um smelled really good but um long time, long time ago long time ago um but yeah so it was uh you know and that was a great job and but the thing is my passion really lied in the water it lied mm-hmm. with fish and this is what I always wanted to do you know, ever since I was a kid. Like I'm like 17 years old in like the, the IGFA auction down at the breakers and you know, when it was down there Yeah. and you know, that's, I grew up a fisherman and an angler and a diver and a surfer and, and all that. Did and, you
2: come from a fishy fam or what was your, not really? You went to Gibbons. Is that I went was? to Gibbons. Yeah, but, just... but
3: before that, see here, the most important thing I think my parents could have done for us is I'm the, like I told you before the show started, the youngest of six, right? They're mm-hmm. all from New Jersey. Yeah. Off in Jersey so that's City. My dad's family. Really? Mm-hmm. So they're off in Jersey. Really? What part? Livingston. I don't know where that
4: is. It's a little suburb full of Jews. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's where my dad came. From. Surprised I don't know it. No, dad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> um, my father was a Jersey City firefighter. This mm-hmm. is like the late 60s and early 70s. Um, he was a sheet metal fabricator and a construction worker. In fact, he he worked on the original Twin Towers and Madison Square Garden. Like, wow. he took had a hand in building both of them um it was very tough raising five kids at the time in in their little jersey house which actually we were just up in new jersey for the atlantic city jimmy johnson tournament Mm -hmm. and we took our kids me and wife and i took our kids to that house we would like this is where like you're from these are your roots this little shack in like jersey city and um you know so my father that he moved down here and picked everyone up moved down here and he started his own ac business but the most important thing he did was we got this like timeshare down the marathon uh-huh. from my entire life. I grew up going there like for like two weeks out of every summer. And that is really what like gave me a base of like passion for like, you know, when you're down there for two weeks. That's my camp. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so that really was like the greatest influence that I could ever have. And that's where my brother and I were just like, um, Eleven. He's five years older than me. We're taking the boat out on our own, 25 miles out to the hump, catching mahi, and that's where it all started for me. And um, you know, it was a great way, you know, to grow up in the summers. And then we took that back home with us here, and just you know, growing up and getting dropped off all day, been fishing and surfing here, and mm-hmm. was to really establish a foundation um, for my entire upbringing. And when I went to Gibbons, like you're not wrong, that whole community, right? just the entire community. I yeah. went to that school. Was they're all a lot of they that was the other side of the tracks to me because growing up out west you, as you know mm-hmm. it's a different world different world i'm showing up to gibbons there's kids rolling up there driving porsches and i'm like what the hell is this yeah you my family Can i get just, a ride in your boat my family does not come for money so that's what i did yeah i was like hey i want to go fishing on your boat and they're looking at me like well, you don't know how to fish I'm like i trust me i could probably fish better than you <laughs> right but i'll draw whatever we catch and they're like all right come with us so we catch sailfish we catch Mahi, whatever like that. And I'd draw them at the end of the day, whatever we caught and then we got around. So people all started taking me fishing all the time. Uh, that's so, like the yeah, old so, school. Like everyone wants to take a right. photographer
4: now back then. So I literally, day, it's yeah. like, I want to take the, the, the drawer.
3: <laughs> right. So I literally drew my way into it. Yeah. So, and, and that's part of another like reason why it's like, so like deeply ingrained into me because it's like how I got my ups. Mm-hmm. And then, um yeah, but then I went away to Ringling in Sarasota. That's where I went to art school. And that was a really great influence. Oh, because
2: Ashley
4: Weber went there, too. Do you know her? Name? Yeah, she Yeah. yeah okay, so, she's a dear friend.
3: Yeah, and then um, that's where I kind of got my influence of the West Coast and stuff like that. So, gotcha. you know, and I got to experience a different part of Florida, which is great for me. More crowd. And... Right. So it's like Florida to me is like, you know, at this point, it's like so ingrained in my heart, like just a, a, about all of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I really, you know, when I came back and I took that job in the music business, it was kind of like a 180 for me. So, but then I kind of eventually got back to my roots because I never stopped painting fish. Yeah. So, and on the outside of my job, I was just like nonstop freelance. And you know, my wife eventually was like, "You're too busy with both. You got to choose one." I'm like, "Well, I'm going to choose fish because it's order. enough yeah. now." Yeah. So here we are, nine years <laughs> later, after quit my day job. You asked.
4: I asked, and I was told that's so amazing. Yeah, did I put I you to loved, sleep on that one. No, you didn't. I absolutely love how many chapters life has in store, and it's fun hearing. Yeah. As we all kind of like, I mean, we're you guys are both twenty six, seven, two. Like we're still in like chapter one in a way, you know, our first like few years out, and there's just like so many chapters to come. It's exciting as can be, and it's. Cool you, there are good.
3: so many chapters to come. I mean, and you got to really embrace all of them. And yeah. you know, the only advice I could ever give anyone is just like along the way always communicate with people mm-hmm. and don't end anything badly and just you know, try to re- always leave a relationship with a positive Hundred um, percent. and that that's probably the key to life i think
4: it's not what you know too you know yeah what you know too you know that's... and, and you, you, it, it speaks about who you are too yeah and relationships you know? are everything yep they really yep. are it's definitely all, yeah i'm not really good at doing things i always say like my my skills are very limited mm-hmm. but i'm really good at being a friend and it
2: yeah, that's, that's a skill.
4: That's my skill. That is my 100% one skill. skill. That is, yeah. Yeah,
3: I could see how you, you would I be like an extremely management. good friend.
4: Yeah, sometimes I show up late, but I like that's,
2: relationship management. Listen,
3: <laughs> and the king of show, I actually thought I was being late for this, right? Because uh, I'm like, listen, when I showed up here today, I'm like texting, like Nick, I'm like, listen, I'm going to be there just before four. I'm going to eat with the kids first and everything like that. He's like, oh, no worries. And I get here, it's, like, after four, and, like, both of them are on, like, a beach chair. like just sitting baking outside. The studio. in the hot, humid yeah. Florida
4: sun. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sorry. My grandma just really wanted me to buy this dress. And I told her, no, I want shorts. Mm-hmm. She said, no, Heather, you have to wear a dress. And I said, no, I don't want it, Grandma. And she goes, will you buy it for me? And I said, no. <laughs> that, that's why I was late. Um.
2: To
3: bring... Well, I guess it? my point for bringing that up <laughs> is like <laughs> when you were late too, I was like, all right, we're going to get along. So yeah. We, we, we were all the same. Oops. <laughs> so, I mean, just to kind of bring that back a little bit is, um, you know, this is why I think, you know, um, along the way the whole time, you know, you meet some really great people. And I guess eventually at some point I look back on all of it and I'm like, you know, I'm really, really blessed to have been able to like, God gave me talent to be able to do something with it. And, but also I think, you know, I was raised, um, in a way by my parents that made me appreciate people yeah. and, um, you know, community and what that means and how people like, you know, you hear the terms like it takes a village and all that stuff, but the, you know,
4: they're, they exist cause they're true.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, um, but you know, when a community comes together, there's really nothing stronger than that. And if we're ever going to get anything done, um you know with you know values and conservation and you know you know how the world keeps trying to change us and you know we want to say no that this is still the path like the foundation that's been laid is still the path that we need to follow um you know it it speaks worlds and it speaks volumes and i just want to like you know explain like connected by water is all about looking back and having appreciation for everyone you've met along the way that's been influenced you that's been able to give you power and give you support and make it happen for you because god knows i did not do this on my own Yep. like there's no way in hell and i think how i was able to do it was just being trying to be as good to people as i possibly can with the perspective of trying to achieve what i wanted to achieve at the same time yes you know and i like you know, this guy and I, and <laughs> I, i've made man. sacrifices along the way because of that because you think like you need to capitalize in every moment Mm-hmm. you know because people sometimes people are like, why are you giving away away for free you need to charge more well and they like I hear that shit all the time and I'm just like you know what though but then that would make me not me mm-hmm. and I like want to keep things the way they are when it comes to that so you know my mom it's so funny my mom said to my wife one day she's like like this is before we got married she goes I just want you you know she's like you're not ever going to be rich and she's like what she's like is too nice like that oh. like that and, and i'm like and, and i'm like mom what are you saying right she's like she's she's like he's she's always complimenting you yeah she, he's a sucker he's a, like if someone like he's got a soft heart for everybody he's gonna give everything <laughs> away for free and like all that shit i'm like mom don't say that to her yeah. that's
4: so sweet and so true it's funny wow yeah, yeah. you're a really genuine human being no that community is everything no no and-
2: i'm not i'm horrible
4: Okay, yeah, I can tell that too. Sorry, I was yeah. just trying to, you know, feed into it. <laughs> but anyway, why
3: did you turn this podcast about me, damn it?
4: Because you're interesting. You
3: have talent you're, to do you this. You have
4: talent. And speaking of talent, um, do you think everyone's an artist?
3: I do. Thank you for bringing that one up.
4: <laughs> I
3: truly believe, I have a theory. Mm-hmm. As human beings, yes, everybody has access to that side of their brain. I think everybody in their own way is creative. And a lot of times people think that they're not because they don't know how to draw. Right. And everyone, thinks that, everyone thinks that that is the root of all creativity.
4: Mm-mm. I can weave pomfron hats.
3: Here you go. I I'm mean, I think like, <laughs> yeah. if, if you think you can't draw and you're not creative because you can't draw, you're right. missing the point of the whole thing. Everybody has a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Everybody has something that they can do that that's creative, whether it be cooking or weaving frond hats or putting right. together a podcast or whatever, the, you know what I mean, or art. stringing together a video or art or
4: putting your words together, designing right.
3: clothes putting your words together <laughs> right exactly that's creativity yeah 100% how you write is creativity mm-hmm. right And I mean and anything any it could be like you know how you want to design your car like you want to put like a lift kit on or something like that's technically a creative outlet yes right so but if you're just not lazy enough to or, you know if you're too lazy to pursue it or that's a different story but you got it it's in you
4: next question and then i'll stop interviewing you but like when you I, I, I have so many maybe i should start a podcast i don't know okay so when when you
3: i think you should start a podcast maybe actually.
4: um when you paint like okay i guess i have two questions one would be where do you go when you're painting and then the second one is going to be has making your love for art into a profession diluted your love for art in any way shape or form
3: very good question First of all, sometimes I paint here. This is still in progress, mm-hmm. so sometimes all the paint Ew, inside the gallery. So. Okay. <laughs> <It> looks, <yeah. laughs> You're hired. <laughs> uh, but mostly, I paint next door in our in our, in, our in my studio over there. Um, you know, lately it's been a challenge to get all the painting done mm-hmm. uh, because we do a lot of apparel, and we're just like booked months, months, months out for all these apparel packages. Um, you know, I think before I took time off in July, which I took what three weeks off here, basically, um, before I took that time off, I was getting very stressed out and very jaded about the imperil part of our business because it was just absorbing so much of my time. Um, but I think now that I've been able to separate from it a little bit, I'm a little bit more embracing of it because ultimately you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you yeah right? and it's been apparel's been very 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 good to us <laughs> and i can't complain about it and i'd be a fool to complain about it but yeah. um you know it's just it can get daunting when there's just like so much of it um that it takes me away from my true passion which is painting right and so then you start questioning everything like where you want to go with your life and what you want to do so but now i'm a little bit more even keel about it especially after meeting cool people like you i cast
4: who I
3: kind Right? No. <laughs> uh, no. But, I mean, the podcast has a big play in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you surround yourself with cool and important people like Nick and Yanni definitely have, in a very short period of time, had a great impact here, not only professionally but personally, and, you know, love these guys to death. And you know, so you, you start you start appreciating, like, start appreciating, like, what you've built and the flexibility of it all, And mm-hmm. you know. Being yeah. your own damn boss. Being your own boss. Oh, I'll never have a job ever again. <laughs> and yeah, oh, exactly. no, the, the, hell no. Feels good. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. So, what about you?
4: Combining my passion. Mm-hmm. So I always say, like in. in oh, life. that
3: was the question, right? Combining your passion. Like I saw one the on chance. Yeah. So, so it can be tough. So, to oh. answer that real quick before you do, um, <laughs> he likes.
4: being I've your been dude.
3: doing it for a long time, mm-hmm. and especially i really kind of got through a lot of that in the music business years mm-hmm. working in the corporate environment where you don't really have time to worry about critique and everything like that you seem to get the job done and sometimes like you learn to pick your battles and you know that that's just becoming a professional you know and and that's really you know when you ultimately make your decision to be like i want to do my passion for a living uh you really need to take a long hard look at that and understand you need to accept certain things that you're going to have control over and you're not so that whole like Lord grant me the serenity to accept all things, however that phrase goes. The courage, the wisdom to know the difference. Like that's really what it's like combining your professional life with your passion. So if if I had to wrap it up in a one phrase, it's that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I like that. I needed to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true though. No, it, it's very
3: true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause
4: it is the most beautiful blessing in the world. But sometimes it's like when all your boxes are combined, it turns into this. I don't want to use the word suffocating because there's a negative connotation with that. But like,
3: it's not for everybody. Yeah. I could tell you that right now. It's not for everybody. Not everyone's going to be cut out for this. No, like it's dude, combining your not not just art. You know, I'm just saying combining your passion for a living. Not everyone's cut out for it. I can tell I you that right now. I can technically
4: do business with all of my best friends, mm-hmm. and everyone I do business with becomes a best friend. Right, which is.
3: That's the beauty That's the beauty and the curse of this business. And a curse. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> exactly. You nailed it on the head. That is the beauty and the curse of... of and making when you have like, to
4: say no, we and
3: all
2: when love things the fish. don't go that
4: way, it's hard because there's such a deep loving connection in the friendship. Yep. But then at the on the other end of that, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. I just spent two months running programs surrounded by a bunch of people that technically are the volunteers for our organization, but at the end of the day, they're like my brothers <laughs> yeah right it's really cool yeah. 100% I
2: mean so. I can't
3: tell you how many f- friendships I foster that are just my clients like right? for years I've, I have clients that I had before I even went gone and quit my day job I still have them and it's like we're buddies and they keep coming to me for business and it's like it's beautiful to be able to weave that in not everyone falls in that category mm-hmm. right? but it is nice to see that and that is the thing we're all here you know doing our passion yeah I mean we make a joke that we, we should have named it Play Money Studios <laughs> because right, we're not curing cancer. like That's why we take, like, um, you know, the, the approaches on conservation the way we do, like, let's put some meaning into this. Right. Right? Um, because at the end of the day, you know, my clientele isn't poor, right? They, you know, it's not a poor man's sport, and especially when it's, like, the big offshore stuff in the area that we're in right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're not dealing with anything that they take too seriously. But we do feel a lot of pressure getting all the jobs out. Um, but, you know, it, it really does... Um, Bring a lot of value, like intrinsic value to me to be able to foster these friendships. A lot of people, because at the end of the day, after every job I do, we're talking fishing. Yeah. You know, and we're hearing about And they're texting me all their half bitten and half tunas all the time, <laughs> and, you because know, the shark is really bad. I got to fit it in every episode. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. So you explain to me what it's like, you know, with your passion like, and like bringing that to your life, because you are kind of. You're extremely interesting to me for a lot of reasons. Number one, you're fucking awesome. Right. And and just as a person, like that's that's ultimately clear since the second I met you yesterday. Right. I'm like, she's great. And and also everything that Nick said about you has completely been validated. Right. The
0: emphasis on the interesting.
3: Right right. 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 Um oh, but wow. you know, you have done a lot in a very short period of time with this. And you got a really, really great future out of you in this, if you want it. If you want to take it and embrace it. Um, so, explain to me what you've experienced thus far <laughs> in your long five years ago with the ICAST thing. How's <laughs> that? My how's five that years snapshot adult <laughs> Right. How's that snapshot been for you so far, both as a learning experience? Yeah. Right, and as a passion experience.
4: It's, it's been multi-layered. That's a very long winded answer. Um, I do, I always say like in life, there's kind of like three buckets, you put your goals in and it's like your professional goals, your passion based goals, Mm
2: -hmm.
4: and then your personal goals. Right. And most people kind of have three buckets and they're all jumping into professional passion purpose separately. Mm -hmm. My life. (laughs) Um, I work with my best friends. I do my passion for work. It's all diluted into this one big melting pot of goodness. Okay, which is so fun. Right now, you're catching me at a point of exhaustion. I'm like straight. I came straight from a season. I went straight into iCast, and then boom, we're here today. Literally 24 hour like. Less than 24 hours ago, we were both at ICAST. Like, it was literally bada bing, bada boom, bada boom. So, um, and believe it or not, by the rapid speed talking, if I went to bed right now without an alarm clock, I'd probably sleep for like 15, 16 hours.
2: Straight. Okay,
3: <laughs> I'm this, exhausted. Um, that's all right. There's a certain satisfaction to that. Oh, there is. I know. Yeah. It's
4: fun to run hard. Um, I like combining them all. That's what I want to continue doing mm-hmm. throughout the course of my lifetime. I just know there's going to be a lot of different chapters to it. Um, I also, I think now, like recently I've come to the conclusion, I've always been a planner. Um, and I've also always thought fish for change was something I was going to do for potentially an entire lifetime. Uh, I'm reaching this season with fish for change was really special. I see myself doing it for a lot of years more. I'm constantly learning and growing with it. It's one of those things too, where I'm on the administrative end. Mm -hmm. So I get to put on like the merch hat. I get to put on the fundraising hat. I get to put on the sales hat bookings marketing. So, for an ADHD young lady, I am never burnt out because I'm always constantly confused over a new project, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm always learning. My days in the office outside of my season are just very diverse always. Um and I love that. I need that. I couldn't do the same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's really special. But I also do think running a youthful organization it's going to be one of those things that I'm going to eventually pass the torch down to an alumni of the organization as they Mm -hmm. grow up this summer. I felt like a mom, you guys, like I, (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I I had, most of my students were a full decade younger than me this summer. And sometimes I felt like I only showed up to show up to tell them no, you know, like it wasn't like, I was no longer like let's play. I was more (laughs) like, don't jump off the dock. Stop saying that word. Say please and thank you. Gosh,
3: <laughs> right. Um, I need to check with legal.
4: And, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> totally, but yeah, um, I definitely think that it's going to be one of those things where I eventually bring it into a place where it is running without me overseeing all these minor details, and pass the torch on to someone that's grown up in it, which will be so beautiful to see.
2: Yeah. Even I-
3: well, there's, there's listen. There's when it comes to that kind of growth, it's so satisfying. Yeah. You know, especially if you had a hand in building it
2: exactly you know, to be
3: able to pass on to someone else and then and witness them thriving in that environment we, we witness that here sometimes too with some of the young people that we bring up mm-hmm. uh, and it's really really rewarding um but you know it, it was interesting because at icast i went to the the polar ambassador dinner and um you know i'm there with a bunch of really really cool people um that we were discussing i don't want to na- name drop the whole thing but it was a <laughs> very respectable table
2: yeah
3: uh, one of the guys there was ca richardson and he turned to someone else and he says you know we're we're all getting replaced, you know, like, like just to make the it natural clear to you, you know, progression yeah. of things. You know we're all eventually <laughs> going to get replaced and, you know, it's like, so it's really kind of satisfying when you can have a hand in who's going to be replacing you. Mentor
4: them. Yeah. Replace them yourself right. with the right person. Yeah. And it's I turned to him and I said, right, right. I
3: turned to him and I said, it, I said, yeah, it's better to, to pass the torch than be torched. Oh, what a line. Yeah, and it's true it's very it's true it's very true because a lot of people will deny that and it's the same thing when it comes to um, like I, I guess an analogy I can bring up is I like bringing on other artists mm-hmm. onto the show and you know some people are like well how can you do that they're direct competitors or don't you guys have this thing where you know what I mean and I'm like well no when I was younger I used to look at like like at that, that way but you know now as I get older I understand and I embrace you know you know, just and that's part of becoming a professional and like working with other artists over the years and, and different things like that. I'm like, but you know, you can't deny your circle, and I think a lot of people do that, and it cannibalizes their careers oh my and it cannibalizes yes. their lives that they just deny. You know what I mean? They just try to like, no, I'm the best, I'm the one, and they just try to like funnel that, to try to funnel people to believe that, and it's like. Lose that delusionality right now, please. Like mm-hmm. there's there's a lot that there's a lot of people in the world. There's a lot of great people in the world, and just embrace it. And I think everyone will be happier that way. Yes, they will. And that's kind of. And what if I... someone
4: if someone is your competitor, that means they probably are pretty damn similar to you.
2: Right, right. <laughs>
4: so make them a friend. Yeah. <laughs> because it's very rare to find people that similar. So mm-hmm. yeah, It's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell but me, I... tell me in your own words. Yes. Okay where you see yourself
0: tenure
4: don't ask uh okay so <laughs> um this
0: answered what'd you say you have this answered
4: well no i would say so here's the thing i've always been such a planner that i usually be like here's my one three and five year plan i wrote it in my journal this morning after i meditated no <laughs> nick's like retweet okay no but actually <laughs> i
3: like what do you want on all this
4: Here's what I want in life.
3: <laughs> you know. And, you know have map, yeah. it mapped out?
4: I don't have it mapped out. I've had it mapped out, but I'm finally kind of just surrendering to the fact that there's going to be curveballs, and I don't know. But I hope I, so. There's going to be a whole lot of I hope there's curveballs. Curveballs are fun. Absolutely. They might be daunting at the time, but in the grand scheme, that's what makes life interesting. Because when you hit one, there's
3: nothing more rewarding.
4: Exactly. Um, what I want in this life is to understand why as many humans as possible tick and help to explain that and connect people and also to bring i like hosting the fish for change experience with teenagers just because i like taking someone that's green to the world Mm -hmm. and kind of like altering their perception of reality um and if i can play a little role in the exposure element that means a lot to me and that's something i think i i have the ability to foster um so it might not be fish for change but i have always dreamed about starting a fishing lodge at some point Mm -hmm. or starting some type of Hosted travel that's extremely unconventional um, and makes people just kind of like travel different, connect with humans different, bring out the curiosity in them. Um, and the ways I'm going to do that, I don't know exactly, but I am going on a scouting trip this winter through Central America's Caribbean side to see what's going on. Over really? Here. I'll leave it as Central aside.
3: America's Caribbean side, eh? Yep.
4: <laughs> Yeah, I gotcha. think I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I haven't planned out the whole thing yet. In the,
3: in the one country that's like gonna be able to avoid, you know, any might sort of controversy specific. for like the last seventy years. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm.
4: Yeah. So. The one
3: awesome country down there. And no, right. it might not be that one. No, it might not be that one. No. Might be the other one. Yeah. Might be somewhere more tropic. mm Mhm. Gotcha.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 no, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I haven't uh planned it yet. um exactly but i definitely and i don't even know if that'll be it but i definitely just want to do some scouting i'd like to create really cool uh travel experience packages for people i like Mm -hmm. what fish for change is doing a lot but we're very niche right we're focusing on saltwater fly fishing in the teenage demographic like name something more niche than that try booking those trips it's impossible there's not that many people that want that but if i can take those basic concepts of like fly fishing community conservation exposure bringing out confidence in people bringing out curiosity in people bringing out empathy through connection to new cultures and places like i'll feel very completed and very full uh, okay. and so i would like to do something like that on a bigger level it so doesn't necessarily of... need to be fly fishing focused or youth focused it can be full-blown outdoor space and all ages ranges and people
3: Okay, that so. sounds that sounds like a very nice Where do you see yourself in your career in ten years? Mm-hmm.
4: That's my answer. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, peel yeah. back
3: one more layer.
4: And then also, I like I want to make... peel back
3: one more. So okay, don't avoid this fast. question. You're gonna you're trying to avoid it. See it? Yeah. Peel back one more layer. Ten years, in ten years, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to get out of life? Like, well, like dig a little dig a little deeper. Maybe no, I'll, dig I'll a have some
4: deep. babies or whatever.
3: <laughs> no, seriously. Oh. <laughs> She's not gonna let me get down there, is she? <laughs> ah!
4: Um I would What I, makes you tick? People.
3: Okay.
4: People's stories. Helping people love people. <laughs>
3: okay.
4: The human people. component
3: to it all. Isn't there a song about that? <laughs>
4: and probably if there's not, let's make one up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but I like the human component to it all and I also I like being confused. Okay. And that's why I think my life's gonna have a decent amount of chapters. That's part of why I live out west. What out West makes no sense. I'm horrible at everything out there, but I love it because I'm constantly learning. Nothing's a comfort zone.
3: How are you going to change the world in 10 years?
4: One person at a time. <laughs> I think... And
3: just, how much does conservation pull, come into play on that one?
4: And a decent amount. Any place that I show up, I'd like to understand what's working with it and try to connect the dots. But I do think that like as humans, it's I actually had a talk with Daniel Andrews from Captains about this um, like two days ago. I, I, just, I asked him Uh, because they've, I mean, they've taken captains and scaled it from two people to 18 people in five years and to a massive, massive nonprofit and their is absolutely insane. And I'm intimidated by like scaling fish for change because I don't even know where to begin. Um, So I was asking him for advice on it. And he was just like, Heather, he goes, what are you good at? And he goes, this is what you need to do. He goes, (laughs) he goes, you need to hire someone onto your team that's introverted as hell. Has more scientific backing, knows how to run Excel, pays attention to details, keeps a calendar. And I was like, are you telling me all the things I'm bad at right now, sir? And he just smiled at me. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, um, what I'm saying here is I'm really uh, good at jumping into uncomfortable situations with a whole lot of strangers. And I want to use that to my advantage Mm -hmm. in my career and all its twists and turns. Uh, And I, I like being curious and uncomfortable in those spaces so i think it's going to be a lot of travel a lot of different places to call home um a career that could have many chapters i think fish for change will eventually be passed on but i think i'll always be involved with it maybe on like a board capacity Mm -hmm. i'd like that i'd like to always kind of be there um, okay watch it grow and then create something new whether like that's probably going to be a unconventional lodging situation
3: has fishing come into your life as a way to change the world
4: Oh, in so many ways.
3: Am I asking I, tough questions? No, not okay. at all. Okay, all right, good.
4: I mean, this isn't helping. Um, it's helping, trust me. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: um, fishing's coming into my life as a way to change the world. I I always think like you take that's your... That's probably the
3: most important question I could ever ask you.
4: It is. That is the most important question you could ever ask me. You take fishing and you take it away. I actually, that's one of our writing prompts with Fish for Change I came up with is write an essay who you are because you fly fish and now completely strip it away from who you are and write who you are without it
2: oh Mm -hmm.
4: so you start writing and you're like whoa am I just loud because I grew up fly fishing around all these people that I didn't that were my dad's friends so I had to be am I just comfortably traveling because I did that since I was young because of fishing am I good with adults because i was surrounded by them like it's like how many pieces of my character came from fishing how much of who i am is it and then you take it away and you're like how much of it was like nature and nurture and it gets into this whole twisted thing of confusion because there's so many layers to the human experience um fishing has completely given me a reason to want to protect everything i love i see it We get to hands-on. We get to touch it. We get to see it. We get to breathe it. We get all of our sensory overload on these places that are being disrupted by people that are disconnected Mm -hmm. and that connection. I love that this podcast is called Connected by Water because connection is everything in this life. Mm -hmm. And that layer of connection and exposure leads into every bit of us actually seeing the reason it's worth protecting and understanding the reason and not wanting to go anywhere because I don't know how I would, like w- w- what I would do or how I would tick without it. So therefore, I want to take care of it more than anything in the world. 100%. And yeah. And then also just like on a bubbles of reality standpoint, like my network, my my community of people is worldwide. That's insane. Insane. I'm from Coral Springs. We're from mm-hmm. Coral Springs, Florida. <laughs>
2: like, yep.
3: <laughs> no, I, this- talk to, I talk to people all over the world all the time. All the time. Uh, that, that aspect of this business always blows my mind. Oh my
4: gosh, it mm-hmm. makes the world feel small and that's the, the fact
3: th- that we need to connect by water too yeah. and you know we were saying no matter where you are no matter what we're doing we're all connected by water and the fact that that's actually living that 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 just blows my mind mm-hmm. all the time
4: definitely yeah 100% and when the world feels that small then the things you see on the news and the things you read mm-hmm. don't necessarily feel like the other side of the world they feel like
3: the world's definitely gotten smaller. We're right definitely more door. connected than we ever have been, and it's you know I I know you probably don't see that as much as I do because I'm older than you,
0: mm-hmm. right?
3: But and and what I mean by that is that I remember when the internet first started. You probably grew up with the internet always in your life. No, I didn't get no? Facebook
4: till I was fourteen. <laughs> yeah, life without it doesn't really exist. Unfortunately, yeah, it's a bummer. So
3: so it's kind of like this is this is. The world mm-hmm. right and and that connectivity so which is great because i've been able to experience fishermen from all over the world artists from all over the world um on this show we always are constantly pulling parallels between fishing and art um this conversation just came up the other night at that dinner and everyone was in full agreement there are so many parallels to fishing and art because fishing is an art in a lot of ways um probably practically every way it's an art and a sport um and
4: dancing we're dancers
3: Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. You know, it, remind me to bring up my theory on dancing in the okay. movies. We'll circle <laughs> back around. It. I don't wanna... <laughs> no, it's good. Um, but there's, there's always these parallels that bring it together. And we always say, being fishermen, artists, same thing. It's not what we do, it's who we are. Mm-hmm. So if they took it away from you, what else is there? Right. It's the same thing with art. It's the same thing with fishing. This is why I justify my life. This is like all I want to do is paint fish. Mm-hmm. That is the reason why I justify being able to do it every day for the rest of my life. Yep. You know, and it, it's, it's talking to CA again about it. It's like you're never going to stop. Like he's always say as a professional fisherman or a professional artist, this is another parallel. It's like you're never going to stop doing Mm-mm. this. And I always tell people my last painting is going to be unfinished. Oh, <laughs> Because I'm gonna die in the middle of it. Yeah. Right. And that's the truth. That's it, right. Um, you asked me. What's that? <laughs> hold on. How does that work on this show? Hold on. <laughs> you asked me. Oh, you know what? All right, hold on. Oh no, <laughs> I'm gonna be you my pants. You want to pick, pick. up. <laughs>
0: oh, no, 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 no. oh, and answer the phone for him. You gotta uh, take a bathroom break. Because <laughs> right, Mike. Three, two, one. Hold on. Good. I'm, gonna I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. I'm
2: running. <laughs>
1: I'd like to order some takeout, please. <laughs>
3: hey, listen, so, sorry, my phone was on sound. I didn't realize you were calling in the whole time. I'm so sorry. Oh,
1: no, that's that's okay. I, was that tonight or was that? No, it's it's happening recording?
3: right now. And the funny thing is she goes, oh, good, Mike's calling. I can go pee. So she ah. just ran to the <laughs> bathroom right now. So it's just me and you, my brother. No. <laughs> oh.
1: You know what? Uh, that's that's always enough.
3: Yeah. So the that, funny thing is, enough. I was just telling her this whole the whole story about when we were talking to Ca at the dinner the other night about how you know the parallels between art and fishing and how you know there's so many of them, and you know he was joking about oh you're never going to retire from being a fisherman because you know it's just who you are. It's not you know what you do. It's who you are. So we were just kind of getting into that right now, but perfect. But yeah, but Heather is back right What's now. What?
1: I <laughs> feather hey, harkavy my sweetie How are you? <laughs> first
2: great. off first off
1: because she she is like her father she does stuff from her heart and you have to accept praise for a minute heather i'm so <laughs> proud of you you've always followed your heart and what you are doing right now is absolutely incredible and you know what it's like it was meant for you to do it. <laughs> and you're you're gifting and giving. Um, you know, your heart is so big and you're so smart. And I'm so proud of you. And Heather has been my, uh, you're like my niece. That's what she said. Yeah. We've been uh, family uh, for. You were three, I think, when I first met you, and she still had this vibrant (laughs) energy. She's still like she is right now, just vibrating, just ready. It's like, what's (laughs) next? What's next? What's next? What's next? But I want to tell you one quick story about Heather. Is that her and her beautiful sister Arielle and her dad were fishing in an IGFA Junior Angler Tournament, and it came to be way in time, and. Jeff Harkavy, who is the kindest, nicest man you're ever going to meet in your life. If Jeff Harkavy says he loves you, Heather, what's he mean?
4: He He loves you.
1: you. (laughs) He's true to his word. (laughs) So... He had this entire system to keep these bass alive. And Heather and Ariel caught these huge bass. I think it was you caught them. I'm going to give Ariel a little bit of credit. But um, <laughs> they came back, and they were dead as doty. Oh, and, no. And I don't the story. you, you remember? Still... It was the whole you know ambulance thing. I put them in my cooler and put an aerator in there. It's like, I'm going to bring these to the lake and do all this stuff. And it turned, you know, it turned frowns upside down. They, everybody was smiling then. Um, Heather, I never told you. The fish died. They were dead. Oh, no. they oh, we're I'm breaking. Yeah. telling I'm so, me
4: now. I think I was too young at the time to accept that.
1: I'm so sorry to, you know, <laughs> bust that whole thing up. But I will say it's uh, it doesn't surprise me that you're on Denny's show. I mean, Connected by Water is really a bunch of like-minded souls that bump into one another and they, they find a way to migrate in, in mind share, which is absolutely incredible. Mind um, I, like it. I don't know, you know, how long have you known Dennis,
4: I met him uh, yesterday at iCast and I was like, what's up, man? <laughs> See
1: you tomorrow." Hello. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, but it he feels like is, a lifetime. <laughs> not only is he an incredible artist and an incredible fine artist, which I don't know that he brags about enough, but US Mint, Newport, Rhode Island, his his gold coin which I'm humbled to have is set. Um, and a recently penned Ernest Hemingway um, hand-drawn on a plane with a mechanical pencil Uh deal. But he gets it. I mean, he's able to put it this way. He's he's best friends with Adrian Gray, Derek Redwine, and Charlie Levine. And (laughs) if you can have one of those guys Two of those guys, but all four of them as your best friends, plus Harris Katz, myself, Bouncer Smith. I mean, you have this this whole deal. There's no way you wouldn't bounce into him, Heather. I mean, uh, and what you're doing is so enriching and making a difference every day. Um, I couldn't be proud of you.
4: Mm-hmm. to
1: God, I mean, I you know, I mean you know me, I tear up. Your dad looks at me and says, yeah. I love you over a pokey bowl at the convention center. That's <laughs> the Wait. It's like, what about this whole don't do plastic thing? And we looked at one another, me and Jeff Harkman, we laughed. We said, we'll address that after we get done the pokey. <laughs> <You
3: know? laughs> hey, Mike, I got to tell you, it really, I mean, you know, uh, Nick and Yanni here, the, the producers of the show, um, they're very good friends with Heather, and they kept saying... Like, you know, you, know, you got to have Heather on, you got to have Heather on. And she came by while I was at that signing with the CCA. She came by for a few minutes and instantly I'm like, absolutely. We have to have Heather on. <laughs> right. And, um, but it really speaks to, um, you know, our network and, and just what Connected by Water is all about and why Connected by Water is so important because I think we keep finding ourselves in this like, And it kind of goes to the point of what you and I were talking about yesterday uh, about yep. how, you know, about, we just, it's, you know, for some reason that we're, we're in each other's lives and we're blessed and it's just meant to be, you know, all of it. It's just meant to be.
1: I think people are bound to find their high watermark. Yeah. And once they get there, if they're happy with it and they don't strive for more, then they sort of fade a little bit. But what you'll find with Heather <laughs> and everything she's doing with her nonprofit um, you know what? It's she's infectious. Absolutely. You can't be around her and not be excited for what she's doing. And once again, she gives you the hark of the ejection of man, you walk away from a conversation with her and a hug from her and you feel better about yourself. You didn't do anything. You showed up, <laughs> <But it's, laughs> I and, and, and big right shout now, like... out to you know her sister Ariel and her mother Jody is so special to me too. I mean the whole family, I love them. You probably can't tell, but I love them all.
4: We love you so but, much.
1: Uh, I know. I know you do. And you know what? You keep doing what you do, and I absolutely think they broke the mold. I oh, I, I think that's apparent. I, I'm going to do one like, personal thing with her right now.
4: And then if I, I cry, picture, you'll cry because you love a, crying.
1: I, too. I saw a picture <laughs> of you and your Aunt Julie. Okay. <laughs> and I want to say it made me happy and a little tear, but happy because she is doing so well. She and does. it's because of you and your family, but not only is what you guys do day to day, but she's living through your adventures. <laughs> okay and uh you keep it up. You make the world better and what you're doing right now is making the world a better place. And it wasn't by accident that it, you know Nick hey Nick what's going on brother. But nothing you know <laughs> those guys. But you know what is that you and Dennis found one another and you're able to get on here and make a difference um in his audience. So Anyway, I'm gonna let you guys go because I'll just sit here.
4: Wait, and can I like compliment you back real quick?
1: Actually, we I'm were... sitting here drinking a little Papa's Pilar. What are no you? No way!
4: Same. Cheers,
1: man. So she's on the blonde.
3: <laughs> I'm on the sherry cask, as per usual.
1: It's delicious. Uh, oh my god! You know what? Uh, I have one right here. Let's uh, let's do a little. Uh, let's do a little shot to connected by water. Because all of us that are, you know, in the studio and outside listening, we're doing it for one reason. Because we are all connected by water. And Dennis, thanks for bringing us all together. Just it. looking at you guys. Love you guys.
3: Thanks, Mike. Love, love you, brother. Love you, Mike.
4: <laughs> Wait, I wanted to get him back. That oh, you, is the you definition. You, we were just like talking about... Like how many about... times he
3: called that I missed? Like seven oh, times.
4: Lingy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like
3: i am getting through on this (laughs) episode
4: no but actually we were just having a conversation on the passing of the torch right yeah and that is a great like mike has since i was a young along with a lot of other of my dad's friends they've always just they got all excited about this Mm -hmm. like kid running around interested in it and i just feel so lucky because it gave me this team of mentors and people to look up to that i was able to just like absorb their information and what right. they had to say and their code of ethics Mike being a big big part of that and now it's weird i'm in the role i have with fish for change it's like i just had 100 teenagers this summer and now i kind of am making this shift from being like that kid in the room that's just like yeah teach me wait what's happening and that, that, that it's not a shift now. because I'm, I'm still right there but i also am now dealing with and working with people that are like 10 years younger than me and i now get to take that, pass it through myself to them Mm -hmm. (laughs) and continue. Like the jellyfish. Yeah. That That was, was that was like the, the, like Mike's (laughs) over here and the student body's over here. And that was my way of like sending it over. Um, but pass it through to the student body and really just continue on with that. And when I talk about like my, Eventual Heartbreaking Phasing out of Fish for Change Whenever that day comes And passing mm-hmm. the torch It's going to be so beautiful Because then that person Will have the same opportunity And it's just going to go On and on and on Right so <laughs> When we make
3: you CEO Connected by water That's when it happens But yeah. anyway <laughs> And generations
4: um, Connected by all these right. Generations too
3: Um, Last question Yes For you Para tu Para, ti, para, ti, para Whatever me. How you para para say it <laughs> <laughs> um, Creativity Mm-hmm everyone is everyone yes okay what's you
4: <laughs> creative <laughs> do i know how Give to put a... the proper dress together no. for a day no <laughs>
3: what's your creative outlet we'll end it on that
4: <laughs> writing i really like writing um i feel like my days are so full with so many little details and my memory is sodium shot <laughs> if i don't get it on paper it might never return to me um mm-hmm. And so writing and reflecting and having a chance to really figure out where my head was at in that moment and what that memory was is really, really important to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something I'd ever do something with or just more of a personal vendetta, but it's just like, oh, it means a lot to me and creating that time for myself is important. Listen, um, even
3: if you don't do something with it career wise, you're doing something with it in your heart and that's exactly. all that really matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Um, and I'm. I just signed up for a pottery class this winter because I hate. Did winter, you really? So yeah. Now I'm trying to like do something in the winter. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's my way. Florida girl taking on a snowstorm is sign up for pottery. Um, so I'll report back next time and let you know how that's going. All right. Maybe but
2: there's like definitely make, gonna be a next time. Show by up the with way, a FYI mug. FYI, show up with
4: a mug.
1: right. It'll, It'll be, be blue, like, oh. <laughs> like water. <laughs> like this. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also do believe that everyone's an artist, and I think also in this fast paced life it's nice to slow down enough to take on that creative side sometimes if it doesn't naturally come to you and that's something i'm actively working on
3: (laughs) excellent yeah excellent i cannot begin to tell you how much i've appreciated this podcast
4: you too dennis you
3: too (laughs) (laughs) we are here you know this is all pre-recorded stuff we are here on a saturday afternoon and which we we've only done i think one other time right wow and um yeah we've only (laughs) we've only recorded one other time on a weekend and um you know and you know i'm so happy that we did i'm so happy to have met you like on a lot of levels
4: i'm so happy we know each other yeah (laughs) better late than never (laughs) and
3: um and we're gonna do this again and uh, we're going to keep in touch, and we're going to do a lot of things together. And uh, this is just the beginning. So.
4: Another connection by water. hundred percent. Here thousand it is. percent, million percent. <laughs> So
3: um
4: Well, I wish we had like 10 more hours. <sighs> cause I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. and
3: <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, we'll do another one. All right? Yeah. Next time you're around, whenever you're around, you're like, hey, you got to swing in here and do this for the next hour. Real Deal. Quick. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah right. This is
4: very sweet. This is my first time yeah. home in one year. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Welcome home. I know. It's my only day. This I will always to, be your home. So. It is. I know. Way. This is home. It really yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So no matter know.
3: where we are, no matter what we're doing, we're always connected by water. though. So don't ever forget that. Exactly. Doesn't matter where you are. <laughs> All right. Um, if you're in the market for, I hate saying this right now. I don't want to end this like this, <laughs> but you're in the market for a new truck or vehicle. Give us our friends over at JoeyCardyCrysler.com a call. Yeah, give them a call. Um, right? The, if you want a Jeep, if you want a truck, if you want a whatever, price selection service, call Dean. I cannot tell you enough that if you go over there and you say that the Connected by Water podcast sent you, you will get a bearded deal than anyone else will. I can't promise that, but I think it will happen. Um, <laughs>
4: I'm going to go try. I'll let you guys yeah, know.
3: Give it a shot. Give it a <laughs> shot. Um, but more importantly here, if, uh, you know, we have been drinking Papa's Pilar um, all afternoon. Uh, we got to hear from our good buddy mike myatt um over there at papas pilar rum and it is more than just a rum company it is a family and i can't not stress that enough Can you feel it from that phone call yeah it it, (laughs) it really is i mean it's we've never been associated with a company that that runs its roots so deep and uh, we couldn't be more proud uh, to be associated with the papas pilar family for keeping the hemingway tradition alive all right um and also if you're hungry Head on over to Papa's Robber over near Lighthouse Point, Florida, and order something off the Connected by Water inspired sushi menu. Um, you will not Ooh. be disappointed. I promise you that. So, very cool. Heather Markey, it's been an honor and a pleasure.
4: It's been an honor and a pleasure. One more plug. If you're interested in learning more about Fish for Change, <laughs> thank you for bringing it up. There you go. Come on. <laughs> Just go to www.fishforchange.org. No, but actually, um, it's a really special organization. At fish for Change. Fish
3: Fishforchange.org.
4: And at Fish for Change on social media, yes. Right. Thank you for the Can't backup. Yep. Um, but it's a special organization. We've got an amazing student body that's worldwide, and the more the merrier. It's so fun bringing kids out for programs and changing their perspective on why they fish.
3: Yeah. Um, you want to get your kids off the screen. You want to get your kids off the computer. You want to get them out in the wild and doing things that they should be doing. Well, take their phones nature. away. Yeah. Like let's <laughs> let, let's give a uh, Fish for Change a call. You can research all of their programs, all their different locations, all across. Um, this um, side of the planet, and um, you know, and please, you know, get involved, support it's it's a valuable thing. So, all right, good. I loved that. All thank right, thank you. We'll see you soon. Over and out, promise. Pinky, all right. Your ego is not your amigo. <laughs> Always do your best at the end of the day, just let God do the rest, and do not ever forget that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we are all
4: connected by water. Cheers.
3: Thank you. <laughs>
1: game in wild places in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment don't miss mondays with into the blue brought to you by academy sports and outdoors every monday night from 7 to 10 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor
3: entertainment